0: Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Corey Emanuel and you are now listening to Tough Talks.
1: Right, welcome to Tough Talk Tuesday. My name is Kisha Edwards Ganzi. I'm the co-founder of World Explorers Group, and I'm excited to be here in conversation with Dr. Corey Emanuel. Tough Talk Tuesdays are very special to us at Explorers because we believe in the importance of supporting families through all the things. You know, we provide our childcare services, and we provide our opportunities for education, camp, after school, everything, but. When we go home and we're taking care of these kids on our own, we need extra support. We need questions answered. We need to know that what we're doing in our parenting game is working. Um, So I'm here with Dr. Corey. We're going to talk today about social media addiction. And here we are, you know, 2023. This is something that, I don't know a parent that doesn't have this on their mind. This is something that all of us are thinking about. The educators are thinking about it. The kids themselves are thinking about it. They recognize that this is something that um, that they are also dealing with. So we hope to dig into this topic today so that everyone leaves this conversation feeling empowered to make some key decisions around how to introduce, maintain, and sustain social media in their children's lives.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me back, World Explorers. As always,
1: it's our pleasure.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, this is a a very important topic. It's one that's not going away. No. Particularly when we think about Gen Alpha. Like, they have... Is that
1: the official name?
0: Gen Alpha. That Gen is, Alpha. Thank you for I enlightening those me. Are, those are the, the kids here at World Explorer. Okay. There are little ones that have been born in the last, you know, say, five years or, or so. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, we really want to... Talk about the fact that they were really born into this digital world, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. their exposure yes. is at a much greater height than it would have been for previous generations, right? All for they sure. know is this digital world. That's all they know. At the same time, that raises a lot of concerns, obviously, for parents, yeah, you know, guardians, uh, teachers, yeah. everyone, the whole village all that of we us. often That's refer right. to. So Yeah. I thought it would be great to kind of start the conversation though. Like you're not only the founder of (laughs) World Explorers working with children uh, who fit this criteria, but you also have three kids of your own, two teens and a preteen. That's right. So what are you noticing? What are you seeing when it comes to social media?
1: You know, it's really trying to strike a balance is very difficult. The kids are 17, 14 and 12. And those are all ages where they are technically allowed. 13 is the age of, you know, where they can download one of these apps on their own. And it, you know, it's hard to balance because what we're giving them access to is not clear, right? Most parents choose cell phones as a safety tool. Like that's why the kids have them really. It's like, you know what, you're gonna be able to call me in case of an emergency. Yeah. And all of these apps and everything, all of these um, social media accounts became part of the package before we really had any plan of action about yeah, those absolutely. things. They We were just basically building the plane and flying it at the same time. Right. And so now it's like, you know, really like as a parent, like as a parent and someone who's in charge of thousands of children yeah. each year, What to do with these things is a question, a major question. Um, And so how do I balance it? I say, what are you doing on social media? You know, yeah. I follow them on social media. Yeah, absolutely. I, I set some parameters around it. For me, even, I use healthy limits on social media. I have a time management for right. social media for myself. Right. Right. And they know that, right. you know, so I'm trying to lead by example that I'm not absolutely. constantly on IG and I'm not constantly. Right. I don't have a Snapchat account, but I'm not, right. you know, constantly snapping my friends, right. or et cetera. So right. leading by example. But also just recently we had a conversation because the AI chat gpt conversational tool came out on snapchat and two of them do have snapchat accounts the two older girls and right. they use it to you know their snapchat streak is a thing mm-hmm. they use it to be yeah. in touch with their friends at school yeah. and i am able to look at it and i don't usually see anything of of concern right. Right. but the new newly developed tools like yeah. this chat gpt function where you can actually talk to it right. i don't know dr corey yeah there's something about that that's just not quite to me, that doesn't feel ready for human interaction, right. especially from children, Absolutely, you know, because how can you control what the robot says? Right, right. I know their friends, yeah, right. <laughs> I, their friends come over, you know, we have a good time, yeah. you know, I'm not naive, right? right, right, every, right. Er, you know, everybody, every parent says like, I know what they're doing. Yeah, no, right. We, don't, we know don't know everything. everything. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. There's
0: still some things yeah. that our parents don't know that we do. hundred percent. hundred percent
1: don't know. <laughs> but. I for certain have no clue what this robot has been programmed to say, you know, and that's important because they're asking the robot real things. I'm tired. Should I go to bed?
0: Now I'm curious with you because you have, (laughs) you know, three different age groups, right? That you're, you're having to navigate. What influence maybe do some of them have over the others when it comes to social media use? Do you notice any sort of role model influence with habits, behaviors, how much time they're spending? Uh,
1: yeah. You know, it's interesting. The youngest um, definitely had more access earlier and the oldest definitely had more restricted access for more time because as the years went by, it's it was harder to implement tiers of permissions right. at the same time, right. you know? So right. I would say that that is probably like the case that, you know, like one has more access earlier and I'm not so happy about that. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. But they know, they learn from each other, like the lingo, mm-hmm. the like how to use things for certain apps, how to record video. Some of it is very useful. Right using it as study tools. Like I've seen them use, you know, like these apps to study in very creative ways. My um, oldest daughter, her AP exam tutorials, like there's great information on Instagram, um, with real educators from around the world, teaching the material, um, as well as YouTube. I don't know if YouTube counts as social media, but it's embedded in Instagram as well. So, um, there's some ways that I've seen them use it and teach each other how to use it that are helpful. Um, and I haven't, I haven't come across the detrimental mm-hmm. uses mm-hmm. of these apps mm-hmm. just yet. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that I've watched their scrolls, and I think it's very serious when we talk about those body image issues mm-hmm. and like a lot of um, the social media apps have been coming on fire recently right. because of oh. things like eating disorder. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. So there was wow. like, there are all of these eating disorders right. that are linked to kids' you know, being sold like these ideas on the social media platforms. Yeah. So so
0: you're, you're, you've touched on (laughs) so many of the things that we're going to talk about in this episode. Right. So I love, you know, for our listeners, you are a perfect example of someone with once again, kids across different ages. Yeah. You've experienced sort of the growth of social media. Yes through your own personal life, 100%. right? Because we're yeah. both 80s babies. 80s babies but with
1: MySpace. It, it, is, and 2000 was the right. first time we had social media. Absolutely. And right. I was sharing
0: with some re- someone recently that like I was part of the first class of Facebook being a thing because you had to That's be in right. college at the time yes. to use it.
1: Okay. And then
0: it went you know to the rest mm-hmm. of the world. So anyway, we have a very unique experience with social networking sites and social right. media. But then you add the layering of being... Educators, yes. parents, yes. psychologists. So you come to the right place, <laughs> yes, world explorers, sure. family, to have this conversation. Now, again, you you sort of started the conversation talking about your your kids use it not you not experiencing anything really detrimental. But then we pivoted and said, you know what? There are some very risky yes. consequences to allowing our kids to use social yes. media. Right. So one of the things you talked about, which is very sort of ubiquitous now, really, when you think about even adults using the internet is AI, right? So obviously very new. Mm -hmm. We're still sort of figuring it out. Yes, we are experiencing the chat bots and we Mm -hmm. know that that's a a very real risk for our kids. Um, Cyberbullying is definitely another concern that we have. You also touched on just um, you know, what i often talk about is the role model influence of mm-hmm. say these influencers yes and i think one of the things we have to remind our kids as we have the conversation about self-esteem yeah. body images is yes. we have to have real conversations with them one about our own insecurities for sure our struggles that we mm-hmm. have with that mm-hmm. but then also paint a very real picture about you know, celebrities, influencers, reality, reality, what it is, is. you Mm -hmm. know, that they're having these surgeries, they're having these enhancements done, Mm -hmm. these social media still is showing you a very sort of
1: there's no process fan- it's like finished product
0: finished product yes. of people yes. right <laughs> and so you you have to kind of talk about again your own insecurities mm-hmm. perhaps some of the insecurities that these people face and yeah. what they're sort of doing to maintain their celebrity and maintain right. their influencer exactly. status right mm-hmm. and so again painting those very real pictures and that's yes. part of the conversation that we've always had here at World Explorers is that in no way are we suggesting that this is sort of mm. like, all oh, right, go and have this conversation tonight with your kids and about social finished. media and you're done. <laughs> right. No, it's not
1: going to happen. No, this is going to
0: begin probably a couple of times a week.
1: Yeah. It's going to be evolving,
0: evolving because it's
1: constantly developing. These mm. apps are constantly developing. What they're tracking is developing. Right. right. You know. Yeah. You know, their privacy. That's one thing I've wondered about as a parent, too, is like, who owns their ideas? Who owns all these videos? Exactly. All these things. They're, they're putting very valuable information about their whereabouts their interest who their friends are where they live out in the ether you know so there's a lot to consider it is so i
0: I wanted to kind of touch a little bit on one of the things we always do here at at explorers group is just talk about what do we know so far you know statistically what's happening so obviously TikTok, that is the most downloaded app right now in the world you know and we we know that It it offers entertainment, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Escapism is a big thing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully, and we we hope that parents will sort of abide by this, is that really you should be at least 13 years old to be using any of these apps, really. Really, 13 is the bottom line. But we know... We see it. I've seen it with my nieces and nephews. Right. Sometimes they, they find a way. And they get your phone and
1: they'll scroll. They get scroll. your phone yes. and, they're,
0: and they'll scroll. So that's really where the conversation has to be. Mm-hmm. Not so much of, well, I've, I've got them restricted and they can't. When they're not in front of you. Right. When they grab the older sibling's phone and no one's aware,
1: that's right. what
0: are they seeing? Do mm-hmm. they have the language? Do they have the comfort? Do they... Um, can they experience a conversation with you about these things yeah. without shame that's right without you know being ridiculed
1: that's you've right. got to
0: create a safe environment for them to tell you mm-hmm. hey mom hey dad you know i i got into a conversation with somebody i don't right. even know i don't even i can't yes. even i don't know who they are okay let's have a conversation about chatbots that's they're right. not a, it's not a real person. That's right. It's a robot talking to you mm-hmm. and make it developmentally age appropriate for yeah. where they are. Mm-hmm. But yes, these are the conversations you're having, even yes. if mm-hmm. you've got blockers in place, you've yes. got the software in place. They're going to find ways to access yes. these apps without you 100% and they need to have yes the awareness these
1: conversations need to exist even if your child does not have a phone even if your child does not have a phone I was on a field trip recently right. I was on the bus and I was being airdropped things that didn't belong Ooh. to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, right. you know, like I grew up in the age of prank calling, right? right? But right. a prank airdrop, right. like just images that had nothing to do with me. Right. If right. I accepted the image, I could see them. Right. Gratefully, these images were just funny, sure. but they could have been anything, Right. you know? Right. And so I was just like, oh my goodness, like yeah. what kind of fencing right. are we really creating right. for kids right. in this day and age? This was a field trip that most of the kids were not 13 yet. Right. But they did have phones and they had access to the technology, you know, and so it's it's just a very, you know, I'm I'm very curious on how to really like have the conversations across the gamut.
0: Absolutely. You know, right. So let's let's start like we always start, right? Just bare bones. (laughs) Uh, We're going to maybe start with. Let's say maybe four or five, okay. right? We know that that's really young, and mm-hmm. I know when people hear that age, are like, "Whoa, whoa! Why would I start having these sort of serious sure. conversations with them?" But I'm telling you, going back to our original yes. point, Gen Alpha,
1: they are born, was with, born
0: it. with it. That's right. It's like I've seen, you know, as early as a a one year old. Yeah knowing what? how to scroll. 100%. And and tap yes. on on images mm-hmm. and 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 you know call yeah. you know you, you know family members and things mm. on the phone. So that's the first thing you have to realize is yeah. that there really is no age that's too young anymore yes. when you're talking about these kids born in, in the last couple of years. Yes. So it, you got to say something.
1: Well, I just want to, this is reminding me yeah. that I've noticed in the preschool world, because yeah. we have kids coming in as early as two and sometimes younger, depending on the program, right. that kids have been so like this generation alpha, now mm-hmm. that I know the name, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, they will try to tap lots of things. Yeah. Like, I will notice that they'll tap books. They will tap things to to engage. And I, you know, when I first noticed that, probably about seven years ago yeah. like for the first time right. but now like definitely more prominently right. and i'm like oh they are really getting primed yeah. like yeah. it is you're right yeah and you four think about five, the parents but role, earlier right yes. they're
0: they're observing you exactly. as a parent yes tapping your phone it's, that's it's right. one of the first things yeah. they see right mm-hmm. you know you're you're making a call you're ordering dinner you're <laughs> right. doing all of these things so those mm-hmm. motor skills that's right they're developing them very early so that's, right. that's first things first we can take it off yep. the table. Are they really ready? They're ready. Yeah. They're ready for this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And so then from there, you know, I would say for the for the early kids, uh, you're gonna do best with you know obviously only having certain apps downloaded right. on whatever device they're using. Yeah. Um, I would keep them away from your phone as much as possible. Um, I know that that can be really hard sometimes. Passing the
1: phone, passing just the passing phone, the phone, right? right. But
0: if mm-hmm. you don't have those blocks,
1: right, and, and they can on get your to phone, anything. they can
0: get to anything. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. First, get out of the habit of just handing them over your phone, right. Now, you talked about this earlier. I Mm -hmm. talk to parents about this all the time. There is the safety nowadays. um, As we think about, you know, the mass shootings and things that are happening, more and more parents are saying, I just feel more comfortable with my child having a phone. That way, if anything goes Mm -hmm. down, if anything gets scary, they can reach out to me. So with that being said, we're not even saying anymore, like, oh, they shouldn't have a phone. If that's what you need to create Mm. a safe, environment culture in your home for yeah. some of your younger kids to have a phone we get that Yeah. the younger ones you know four or five that we're talking about right now they may not have a phone but they probably have a tablet device right, right? so again the conversation is these are the only apps that you're allowed to that's use right. you are able to facilitate that yeah. because you are downloading the apps that's right now you also have to be very active in monitoring that device to make sure they're not downloading Many other things, right. right? I've had experiences with my own nieces and nephews uh, over the years of them somehow being able to download apps, okay. sometimes running up the Apple bill. <laughs> they, just, know, yeah, they, they just, you know, they will figure they know, it out. They will figure it out. Yeah. So you've got to make it really, I would say, a, a daily habit, mm-hmm. a weekly habit of just going to that device, making yeah. sure, all right, um, most. Devices have a browser window on them. That's right. So you want to make sure you're taking advantage of, you know, blockers. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are blockers specifically for chat bots and things like that now so Mm -hmm. just do your research what makes sense for you in terms of those but that's what I would say for the younger kids um as I always say you know you're about limits it's about limits that's right it's about balance right we know again going back to the statistics right now that um kids are spending a little over 24 hours a month on you know an app like tiktok for example um they're spending sort of four hours a day on average using social networking sites, social media sites. So my thing like that with those younger kids, again, because we're starting with the wee ones, we really, our max is really where you want those kids to be. That's no
1: 75% more, off of the time.
0: 75% you want them yeah. off of those devices. And then obviously yeah. as it gets a little older. Yeah. And again, going back to what you said, we want to create sort of this system of you pointed it out earlier there are some really great assets particularly yes. as we think about learning and mm-hmm. we've talked about this in previous yeah. you know episodes before like when it comes to their reading yeah. uh you know math mm-hmm. we want our kids learning and That's that can right. be a great tool beyond just the yes. limited time that they have in the classroom right. to grow those skills so yes there are yeah. positive things that can happen There are educational apps that we strongly encourage, but really anything beyond that in those younger years, you really want to limit and not not have that experience. Do you, can you share what some of your experiences have been like with your kids over the years in terms of, all right, learning experiences versus entertaining or entertainment experiences? How do you balance those two?
1: Well, we used to have, you know, the kids didn't have access to technology in the very beginning until only on friday evenings it was called free friday you know and then um as the years went by and as the school started to lean on technology a lot more inside the classroom it was, it became increasingly difficult to, right. you know, to manage right. like screen time because right. they were getting introduced. Right. Friends were having phones and right. et cetera.
0: Right. Let's pause that for a second though. I love that free Fridays. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking solutions here. <laughs> okay. Like We're trying to give our parents yeah. ways to sort of navigate the yeah. beast, right? That's so right. I, I love that. I love having, I love building sort of a, a family model yeah. around technology use. Sure. So for those kids in particular, who might be struggling in school yeah who you're noticing some sort of antisocial behaviors that's right. having limiting technology use to perhaps one day a week yeah. is a really really great yeah. recommendation it really worked I like that.
1: yeah and it was also um there's no tvs and shared spaces at like or there's only one t- ever been one tv in a house Love that. and no bedrooms were allowed to have televisions and Love that's that. That's still Love like, there that. are no TVs in bedrooms. Yeah. That is, yeah. you know, it's very important right. to keep that right. way. I also think that's a, a, that's a safety tool and it increases family engagement because there's no like creating an insular space in a bedroom and never coming out now. Right. Teenagers will do that regardless My because goodness. now they have laptops, iPads, etc., yeah. which are now TVs. Absolutely. <laughs> so that changed, right. you know, right. I wasn't prepared for that shift, yeah. but that happened.
0: Yeah. And that's a perfect pivot to the sort of the next age group, right? we we're sort of working yeah. our way, uh, you know, throughout the various ages. But yeah. when we start go, getting into elementary school, mm-hmm. middle school, yeah. that's a perfect time to have designated spaces yes. and time for access to your devices. So I strongly encourage a model of no technology use until homework is done. Right. Right. Implement. Have you practiced? Have you practiced? Have you drank water? All of the things (laughs) that we need to do. Real essential
1: life things. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, I am a firm advocate (laughs) of when it's time to go to bed, taking devices because what we know is that, you know, when we start seeing a a slip in grades, Mm -hmm. sometimes that's because they're staying up later because they're on their devices late at night, right? If we, we think about some of the things we need to observe um, we talked about the topic really of this particular episode is like yeah. social media addiction, mm-hmm. where we're getting into mm-hmm. the overusage in, right. and harmful behaviors that mm-hmm. come. And so one of the early yeah. signs is you're not resting well. Right. Um, you know, you your 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 mood is being mm-hmm. altered. That's right. um, there's a lot of family conflicts mm-hmm. about. Why are you spending so much time on your phone? Uh, What are you doing on your phone? And then not being able to really communicate or have a willingness to share with you what's going on. Mm -hmm. These are all signs that you need to really take the the, the device away. You need to take certain privileges away, right? To create balance. Because what you're trying to create is a culture of not so much this authoritarian sort of world. But to your point, what... What other ways can we develop healthy habits? Like you said, are we, are we exercising? You know, are we spending time with our family quality time, you know, over dinner, having conversations Mm -hmm. with each other. And so again, as we get older, we really want to actually have moments where the device isn't accessible right right and we're we're enforcing the good habit of okay what does my world and my life look like yes. outside of technology That's use? Right. because you also pointed out earlier they're using digital curriculums now in the classroom yeah so there has to be these down periods right. and as we've often <laughs> said in these episodes you are the best model for that that's right you know if you're finding that it's hard for you as a parent or guardian to put your phone down right you really are sort of showing them the habits that they should have at all times that's right right. and there's
1: seasons for that like sometimes like you know i'll be like in a heavy season with work or whatever it is that i'm doing and i'll be on my phone more you know and and whenever i am they are right they right. they will be on technology more. Right. It's really right, and like I a think mirror. again, yeah. as
0: we talk about having a conversation, yeah. there should be moments where you check in with yourself, yeah, but also check in with your kids to say, you know what, gosh, I've I, I realized I've spent like the last hour yes. on my phone yes. answering emails. Right, I'm gonna you know what i'm gonna put my phone down what's going on with you what's happening with you (laughs) yeah right it's really we overcomplicate Mm -hmm. these things a lot but they really are that simple you know and like you said you're gonna have times high season a lot of deadlines at work we get it we're not Mm -hmm. saying that you you won't have to be on your phone yeah but there should be some check-in moments to just share with your kids yeah this is where mom is this is where dad is Mm -hmm this is a season of my life that's really busy that's right however Mm -hmm. i want you to go outside and play i want you to read a book because as soon as i'm done with my work that's what i'm gonna do and then demonstrate that let them see you doing and and living life outside of your mobile and technology use yeah
1: As parents, there is often sometimes a feeling that if a child is quiet, that they're safe. And if a child is engaged they are safe yeah. and those things are not synonymous. That's so true. Um and it's like a lot of times like especially what the what technology can give us is this feeling that the kids are not in our hair. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like, yeah, they might not be asking us for anything because they're getting everything right now right. from whatever this is that they're right. seeing. Right. Um, and that's also important to check. Yeah. You know, as parents, is just to have that moment of like, okay, what is my pattern of checking in? Right. Like do I know? like and how do i know like what right. they're up to right. you know that's something i've had to ask myself too sure. Sure. it's like oh my gosh like you're not hungry this is a thing when yeah. they're like uh, my son likes to play video games mm-hmm. and he'll play video games with friends right because they're because now that you know it's like right. they're connected absolutely through discord yeah. which is another yeah. social media app. absolutely you know i'll notice that it'll be like they'll log in for a game and i'm like you're not hungry. You haven't had to use the bathroom. You're not, thirsty. you know, like nothing in your life is registering right. as something for you to take care of in right. this moment. I'm like, right. pause. Yeah. Yeah. Practice your cello. Right. Drink some water. Right. Right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I'm about to shift gears yeah. in the ear. Yeah, You know. So this
0: is, I think this is another great moment to pause. Again, parents, <laughs> as you're listening to this, hopefully you're getting some ideas, some things yeah. you were like, hmm, I didn't think about that. Yeah. But create a note on your phone. Uh, create a post-it note mm-hmm. and you can literally you know write down you know every two hours it could be a, a notification that you put in your calendar yeah where in the afternoons in the evenings once everybody's home yeah there should be sort of like a, a check-in every right. couple of hours mm-hmm. right yeah ha- did you finish homework okay yeah. uh, you haven't eaten dinner like <laughs> it's it's time yes. to Turn the game off. that's again right. these boundaries, these balance you have to set the norm. I right. think that's the the through line of this whole conversation that's right is creating a norm around mm-hmm. technology use. We're again not suggesting not to use it. you you're the parent, you get to make that decision. Right. but as Keisha pointed out earlier, uh observations yep. i make you know as an educator as well is that there are a lot of great things that can happen particularly mm-hmm. in the learning space from technology so that's why i think it is helpful and useful at times yeah. to be able to to use technology but there has to be boundaries mm-hmm. and balance that's right boundaries and
1: balance that's key yeah that's really yeah. key yeah. um and so when families find themselves in a tough spot right yeah. when we're sitting here and we're going like actually my child never sleeps or actually like my child's only friend is scroll. Why? Right. you know like they're right. not really creating like real relationships because sure. you know when when they're when they've tipped over right what what is you know what is a parent's yeah. resource so for So the that? first
0: thing you uh, you have to do again, just setting that norm, is to call out these observations. Okay. And not in an attacking way. Again, we want to remove this element of shame, um, right. and and guilting your child. But you as the parent has you have to be that first point of, I'm noticing this. Yeah. I'm noticing that you know you're you you quit you quit the sports team right, you, right. you've always loved playing and you may find yeah. that there's some other underlying issue yeah there might be a bully on the soccer team right, <laughs> right. it may not even have to but they're turning to technology mm-hmm. or social media to cope right so calling out the observation yeah in, in an again developmentally age-appropriate way yeah. is a great start okay. right and again if you're looking for sort of uh, I don't, my kid doesn't really talk to me. Start with examples of yourself. Yeah. Talk about, you know, the time where you may have been bullied. Talk yeah. about the time where, you know, you just didn't have as much confidence, mm-hmm. right? Or something yeah. came up for you yeah. with another boy or girl or uh, a situation with a teacher, yeah. not really feeling seen. That's right. Use those real life examples as a conversation starter. I, okay. I promise you a lot of times you'll be surprised Most, most of us all of the time are looking to be seen and heard. Right. Sometimes that's missed between the child and parent because there's this age gap and mom and dad won't understand. Yeah. But we're all really living the same experience. It might be packaged a little bit different. But to answer your question yeah start with the start with the observation mm-hmm. i've noticed the shift i've yeah. noticed a, a difference in your mood right what you have traditionally sort of been enthused about it's different talk to yeah. me about what's going on
1: for sure open it the door there.
0: open the door
1: and then for the case here where we're talking about real addiction you know yeah. nicorette is required for nicotine addiction yeah or some version of that right. and then we have you know if someone's addicted to drugs or alcohol there's huge right. support groups and plans and programs right right, right. the social media addiction like yeah. when you like for real it's if it's real an addiction thing? there's a the dopamine right. hits with the likes right. and all of those right. things right. Right. if if a child has you know been ingrained in this yeah. and like this is their thing now yeah. And they need their Instagram or Snapchat fix right. or TikTok. Exactly, that they would say that exactly. I'm back in the day <laughs> <Right>. with Instagram. What is that? Yeah. You know, like, can you just pull it from them?
0: Yeah. What? So talk. What we need to also normalize. I'm yeah. um, having a conversation around around is that there is a hook yeah. to so many things in life. Right. right. Um, technology obviously has it hook its hooks. Yeah. So again, going back to the example yeah. of you as an adult, right. what are the hooks for you? So one of the hooks for us as adults sometimes is posting a picture, posting a video, and then getting some type of like, yeah. some type of emoji that again feeds that dopamine. That's that craving that we're talking about, those notifications that we get. And yeah, we're all used to maybe experiencing not getting a lot of likes, but we may know what it's like to go to that phone sort of expecting a like, right? Right. So again, normalizing that, hey, mom and dad, I I get it. Look, I I like the likes, likes. everybody likes likes. (laughs) I like interacting with my friends and family on social media. So that's cool. But I noticed that there seems to be a shift once again. I'm Mm -hmm. noticing that when you go to use technology, Mm -hmm. maybe you're feeling some kind of way. I noticed you were happier earlier in the day. But then the more you interact and engage with your phone, I notice that something's happening. Talk to me about that. Right. Right. So that you get sort of a foundation of, well, we're... Where is the longing coming from? Sure, and
1: they can critically think about and own the one million
0: percent. So I think it starts there. But when we when we talk about addiction, we're really looking at sort of these consistent patterns. We're looking at prolonged patterns of again lack of sleep. Uh, yeah. grades dipping, yeah. Uh, no longer interested in sports, extracurricular activities. When it's
1: impacting their, their life on a daily basis. On a
0: daily basis okay. for, you know, we're talking, you know, four weeks or more. Like okay. at, you know, bare minimum yeah. four weeks. But even further, what some of the research is finding that before we can sort of Get into really diagnosing yeah. and and calling this thing out. It could be like a year, like where you because you have to think about again using ourselves as examples. It could be with, like a year. It could cool. be like wow. a year before you really know because again there could be an underlying thing. Sure, we look at it as you just can't put that phone down. You you must right. be addicted to it.
1: Right.
0: Well, actually. You know, there could be, again, some issue at yeah. school. Yeah. It could be bullying. Right. Uh, it could be just some self-esteem. Sure. It could be you've noticed mom and dad's relationship changing mm-hmm. and that that's creating some yeah. fear. That's creating some anxiety. Yeah. There could be depression mm-hmm. rooted in some other things. That's and right. we're just turning mm-hmm. to social media or so- right. social networking As an sites. Escape- as an escape, but it may not be a fully manifested social media addiction. I see. And so what I would say to that though, is if you're a parent and you're, you're like, okay, I, this has been going on for several months. I don't think I could wait for a year to say, or take it to the next step. That's when you want to get your village involved that we've talked about before. Right. So school counselor, great place to start. Yeah but then obviously seeking you know the the help of a licensed mental health professional to sort of peel back those layers i think a lot of times you would find because again we we've had social networking sites and social media long enough now to be to even make statements like this to say well actually we can't lump it all into social media addiction Mm -hmm. but
1: or a cell phone
0: addiction on its own on its own right right. and Mm -hmm. so having the professional opinion of others getting Mm -hmm. involved that can help with some of this you know concern that parents are having but the first thing as you said before is you have the closest proximity to your child than anyone else. Right. So the things that you are observing absolutely matter and have merit, but we do want to sort of stay away from any sort of, uh, labeling. Right. That's the big thing because we know again, with our own personal experiences, once you get into that label box, right that can be sort of hard to break Mm. away from because the weight of shame that goes along with labeling people and putting them in those boxes can be a lot.
1: You know, as you were speaking on this, I was thinking about, um, the permission pressure that parents feel when other people's Children are allowed to do certain things. And right. you're thinking about, should I be allowing this right. for my child? Like I'm buying the cell phone. I'm right. allowing you to, you know what I mean? Like right. they don't get this stuff on their own. It's right. very, it's a cost. It's an investment. Right. Absolutely. You know, I don't know a plan that's less than $50 a month. Right. right? right. And so we're handing it over. Yeah. Um, yeah. And part of the reasons why I think we as parents often will hand things over is because the other parents are handing them over yeah. and they can't be the one kid, you know, before, you know, the kid who doesn't ha- get to, you know, back in the day we would right. say like oh that that kid yeah. they don't get to do anything right, their right. parents are very strict right. like there were like lots of stigmas around yeah, like you yeah. know those parents who had like a definite path and they were not going to go with the culture right, right, or right, go right. with the trends right, right? right um so you know can you talk a little bit about that like sure. permission pressure sure. like when you as well, what, a parent need to think about what other parents are doing or yeah, not that's
0: it's a very real thing what i can say in terms of what i'm observing is one everybody should be doing what makes sense for you and your family and i mean that goes across you know financially what you're Mm -hmm. able to do um protecting the mental health Mm -hmm. you know of of your family and and individuals in your family but i would say what you want to really look at is again going back to our younger kids yes they're born Mm -hmm. into this digital world everybody has phones but again you can dictate the level of access. Mm -hmm. So what what I see working often when it comes with cell phones in particular is those younger kids, let them have that old phone. (laughs) Right? Like
1: what phone though? mm, (laughs) Okay.
0: You know, I do see parents doing that. They're like, I got an old flip phone. It'll connect to the Wi-Fi or I can put an app on it. That's enough for you. I know
1: parents right now will be saying, like, my kid will be made fun of if they are rolling through any type of hallway with the flip phone. Right.
0: I get it. So that's why I say with with the flip phone,
1: (laughs) if you can sort of maybe find
0: (laughs) a smartphone that's beaten up. That might okay. get away with that, but no, that's your prerogative as a parent. That's where you feel safe for your family. Where you that's feel right. you safe, one million percent. Right. But these buying these brand new phones, again, yeah, do what makes sense for you. But mm-hmm. it is totally okay to, to save that old phone that it only connects to the wi-fi right. you don't need a yeah. data plan right. none of that because again the more you you give them access to that world you
1: have the more fencing and the boundaries the more
0: fencing boundaries yes. that you have to enforce mm-hmm. so i would say that's what i would do with the younger kids and then as they get older you know i i am still a firm believer in well what what have you done or what are mm-hmm. you doing that would warrant you to have this level of access, right. or to have this particular yeah. phone, right? Yeah. You know, if you've got, as we think about privileges, if yeah. you know, if you've got a child that's just a stellar uh, student, yeah, um, they're very responsible. Yeah, uh, they they're still checking in and they're still participating right. with the family as a mm-hmm. whole. Okay, maybe you get yeah. an extra 30 minutes on your phone. Yeah. I, I don't see any the reason. Results are, the results yes. are there, right? Mm-hmm. And so and I, I think, again, as we think about our own experiences, we overcomplicate this, but our parents, <laughs> most of us had some type of model in place yeah. for how you got access to certain things. Yeah. And we always had curfews, right? You right. always had a certain time you went to bed. None of yeah. these things are sort of new. The technology piece is the new aspect. And That's all right. we're suggesting is have some boundaries around that.
1: For sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you were saying that, I was thinking back to my own mother. Yeah. Um, she wouldn't even let me have contact with some real people that she knew.
0: One million percent. Like you I mean, talk like, to that person on the phone. I
1: know. She wouldn't know what to do yeah. with how to deal with me talking to strangers. Exactly. You know, but people she knew I could, you know. Right. So I'm like, right. okay, right. we have some like... We've been over, per, overly permissive, maybe. Yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. I think so, and okay. I, I did not think it was easy. You know, <laughs> I think you know we we came into this sort of adulthood, right? <laughs> getting introduced to technology ourselves. So it's easy Mm -hmm. to kind of get lost in your own discovery of it. And then you add the layer of kids to it. Yeah. Again, they're sort of model mom and dad. They're on their phone Mm -hmm. sort of getting lost in the sauce, if you will. Right. And so we've allowed our children to have that space too. But now, as we often say, now that I know better, I can can do do better. better. And we know that the, the risks and the dangers are there. They aren't going anywhere. So what can we do on a personal and sort of family level to shift to more healthy habits
1: for sure. And that is truly empowering. You know, as parents, we have to know that we can change our mind at any time just because we've been allowing something for the past five years doesn't mean it has to continue tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. And and I want to be I want to paint a clear picture. This is going to be uncomfortable at first. (laughs) Yes. You know, particularly now, like let's say you have a a 13 year old. Right. You know, they they probably had a good five years of technology access use probably at high levels. Because again, we were, we were getting acclimated to this new way of, of dealing with technology, Mm -hmm. but there is nothing wrong with saying, all right, family meeting, (laughs) we're going to be changing (laughs) our digital habits. Yeah. This no longer
1: works in the time that we are in
0: one million percent that is enough. Absolutely. And you can, and don't be afraid. (laughs) i often have said this in, in past episodes to build your arsenal, do your research, you can come to the table. You know, with knowing some of the risks yeah. that are out there, their studies. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about the statistics here. Right. Let your children know, let them in on what's out there, what's happening. I had a conversation, I think maybe two weeks ago, with a friend of mine who has a 14 year old. And she was forwarded a video mm. um, of her daughter kind of, you know, hugged up with her boyfriend or whatever. Mm. And, you know, they were kind of like smoochy, smoochy, you okay. know, cuddly, cuddly. And the the friend who forwarded or maybe I shouldn't say friend, friend. the person okay. who forwarded it okay. was trying to get her in trouble. Okay. Right. And so she reached out to me to say, trying to figure out how to brace this, because I want there to be trust. I want there to right. be rapport that you mm-hmm. can talk to me about, mm-hmm. you know, developing sexually yeah. and things like that. But I also want her to know, like, you've got to be mindful of yes. your behavior who's witnessing yes. this behavior, what they might do right. with whatever they might film for you. So yeah. again, not a one and done conversation, yes. Right. but you've got to start with building their awareness. Because a lot of times they, yeah. they aren't cognizant of no. how this could impact them no. or influence them no. and their no. reputation down the road. And so you have to have those conversations.
1: That's so true. One of the conversations that I've had with every one of them when it was time for a cell phone or anything like that is that, just so you know, you should imagine anything that you text, any picture that you take, and any video that you take. Imagine it painted in the sky with your name tagged to it because that's what the internet is. 100%. Like, you don't have privacy here. No. Like, a screenshot to any, you know, from, no, you don't right. even perceive that. That's Snapchat so can be weird. screenshot. Like, there yeah. is no real privacy. No, it's not. In this world it's right not. now, yeah. you know, you have to really seek it out right, and be off the grid. Right. So, knowing right. that. Yeah behave accordingly right.
0: and and be willing like i was yeah. sharing with my friend you can say all right you made a mistake yeah we all do i made so many mistakes mm-hmm. only difference between my mistakes and they're, yours is there weren't cameras back documented. then. they're not documented that's but right because they are documented what you just said beautifully yes. is like it's out there for forever is permanence this, is yeah. this what you would want yeah. the world to see Yes. about you and that's so right. you gotta have those though, that's to me that's that's painting the most realistic picture about this mm-hmm. digital world that we live in For is sure. that everything is permanent
1: yeah that's right yeah. that's right yeah. you can probably do some scraping away at things but with a real financial investment exactly. real you know because that's what it is right. that's what we have right and, now
0: and again pull real examples When i yeah. tell you there are so many examples oh whether it's kids being suspended yeah uh being seriously hurt um you're not trying to scare them but you're just trying to give them enough awareness yeah. so they can make better decisions yeah.
1: it's a weapon it can be easily weaponized pictures of people, you know, it can cause like real harm. Absolutely. So it is important for them to know how to responsibly use those tools. Yeah. 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 That is so true. So,
0: you know, we hope that this was helpful parents. Yeah. We've given you some tools. I just want to emphasize again, one of the sort of lowest hanging fruits that you can have right now is putting, uh, blockers, you know, having filters on devices, um, the browsers that your kids use, yeah. um, limiting the, the time in which they have access to these devices. Mm-hmm. It's okay to take devices away before bedtime. It's okay to take <laughs> devices away at dinnertime, right? Creating some healthy balance. Can't emphasize that yes. enough. Yes,
1: balance and boundaries. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. It's true. We have to protect our kids. 1 million we have to support them. But we also have to be willing to have the conversations, and that's why we're having this conversation. It's so important to have those tough talks because it matters. It matters because at the end of the day, we're all responsible. We're all in this village together, and Mm -hmm. we will directly benefit from all that we pour into them in the subsequent generation. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy to do this work. I'm always grateful to be in conversation with you. Um, Listen, parents. These conversations are our gift to you. We are so excited to be able to sit together to have these conversations, to really know that we're doing our part to support you as you work on one of the toughest jobs there is your parenting is not easy i know by experience it's not um but together we all can work together to do this tough talk tuesday is made um better by dr corey every single time always coming with the wisdom and know-how and knowledge i love how um dr corey's putting his psychology work. um yeah to to action it's really beautiful so thank you thank you you. you. we are signing off for this tough talk tuesday my name is kisha edwards Ganzi, co-founder of world explorers and i look forward to joining you next time
0: remember you are your child's most influential role model as they seek to form their individual identities you influence their attitudes behavior, values, the way they coexist with others, as well as how they choose to love and honor who they uniquely are. Yes, we know it's quite the tall order, but guess what? You don't have to do it alone. We're all figuring it out one day at a time together. Until next time, live, laugh, go explore.